This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and we roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we are looking at everything. What an episode we have in store for you guys today. A very, yes, yes, yes. Very much anticipated show. Highly requested. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to wait until we had the perfect guest to do this topic. <laughs> and we found her. We've got April Flores on the show. All right. Welcome, April. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I know. Yeah. It's so exciting. Um, For those of you who don't know April's work, um, April Flores is a plus-size model and performer with a cult-like following, having appeared in hundreds of films, books, and magazines in her bright career. An award-winning porn star, Flores has appeared in countless adult films in every genre of the adult industry and was the first BBW to win two consecutive AVN awards for her groundbreaking work. That's amazing. Uh, April Flores is also a writer and advocate for body... Uh, April Flores is also a writer and advocate for positive body image, published in multiple anthologies and journals, speaking on her experience as a plus-size artist, activist, and sex worker. Catch her book, Fat Girl, April Flores by Carlos Batts, and follow her on Twitter at TheAprilFlores, or check out her premium feed at OnlyAprilFlores.com. Nice. Is that book already out, or is it pending publication? No, that book came out in 2013, so it's it's on okay. Amazon. It, it might be on sale. I don't know. I don't check. I th- it. <laughs> I thought it sounded familiar, but we uh, we should confess that we don't usually read whole ass books <laughs> prior to this. However, <laughs> I know we do watch whole ass videos. Sometimes. We watch and we do a lot of research. <laughs> yes, it's, yes, yeah. It's important to know that we do a lot of research. I'm looking at stats. I'm looking at studies. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a it's a primarily it's a photo book. So not much reading. There is an essay at the beginning of uh, by me and um, Carlos Batts, who is my late husband. He also has an essay in the beginning. So it's mostly photos. Oh, that's okay. amazing. That's even better. I know. <laughs> right now, now we're love a, love a picture book. That's right yes. up my alley. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, as right. you can tell from the many flubs in the bio that I just read, reading is not my strong suit. <laughs> but I could talk all day. Um, April, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about BBW with us. Um, it's a topic, you know, a lot of people wanted us to cover. And we were like, well, we should obviously have someone who knows the topic and you won two consecutive avian awards for yeah, and you were the first so impressive yeah you were the Thanks. first bbw to win yeah yeah thank you um they they had the category for maybe four or five years it's mm-hmm. uh since been grouped into niche performer which is kind of like this umbrella term uh, it's it's a really like heated topic um, okay 
We're here so, for that. Yeah, I know. Like, go <laughs> we into We want to get into that. <laughs> Bring so the heat. There, I'm there, here. <laughs> not in the sexy way. Um, right, So right. There, there are several different um, feelings about the BBW category. First mm-hmm. of all is, why should fat women be categorized separately? So in, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of having the BBW category, just have it under performer, best performer. <laughs> Um, But the BBW category was there for a minute. And then now it's under this niche category, which includes like fetish performers and whatever else AVN deems to be niche. So, (laughs) no, it's just like uh, all others. So I I do really appreciate my wins. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I wish that we didn't need to be, you know, like sectioned off to you know, fat performers or um, niche. Right, right. <laughs> and that we were just considered, you know, people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like lumping all kinds of niches together because that it's a massive universe. Yeah, that know? seems unfair. <laughs> it's just a sort of bizarre. It's, it sounds lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> it does sound lazy. Uh, I yeah. mean, to that end, how do you feel about being categorized as a BBW? I mean, I get it. Porn yeah. is a, it, ultimately it's a product and yeah. mm-hmm. BBW is a descriptor. Although some people don't like the term BBW, it's kind of dated it's yeah. from mm-hmm. the 70s and yeah. not everyone loves it. Um, I call myself fat. I'm going to change my bio because it says I'm a plus size performer. I'm just going to put fat because plus size to me in porn I don't love the term plus size porn just because plus size to me is a term that's used for clothing Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. also not a sexy, sexy term to me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but I do understand that this is a product and we need, like, if you buy a sweater, it's probably going to say like red sweater, fucking uh, knit, (laughs) whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I get it. And also, I don't love it. So me, I self-identify as just a fat woman, fat performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Taking it back, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about plus size that, that you're right. It, like, feels like it's of the clothing world and of, like, the fashion <laughs> world. Like, the connotations of it itself actually establish the thing that's otherizing, Right. right. You know? I'm thinking of Lane Bryant when I hear the word <laughs> plus size, you know? I'm not thinking about porn. Like, and like, no offense to Lane Bryant, but like, there's no temperature change in my crotch for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want something, you know, like, let's just call it what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, they were, some people were trying to make it a thing um, a few years ago. I'm not sure if it's stuck. It, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of in transition. Yeah. Um, as everything is right now for, for me. So like for me, yeah. pandemic has felt like everything is massively in transition and also stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like exist in this yeah. space. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you an astrological person? Because that that holds <laughs> in that realm. <laughs> me, uh slightly. I'm I'm a double Taurus, I'm sun sun moon Taurus, rising and Venus Aries. Okay, you said slightly, oh. and then you hit us with those facts. <laughs> You're not slightly <laughs> astrological. That's you know some shit. You know your chart. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is fitting though because I'm 
Sagittarius, Taurus, Taurus. So we're complementary and also both contradictions. Anyway, this is an okay, astrology yeah, right, session. Okay. We're not doing tarot. <laughs> we're bringing here. it back. <laughs> uh, let's talk about, I want to know how you got into sex work. Oh, great question. <laughs> um, so going, let's go back, back into the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Betts, as I mentioned, was my my first and late husband. Yeah. And we were working on Fat Girl, the book we spoke about in my bio. Yeah. So we we were inspired by um, these two older books called Porn Art 1 and Porn Art 2. And those books were just photo books of this beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her dude was taking the photos and she would be like really like poised and really cute. But then uh, she getting like hardcore anal fucked. Yeah. So we were like, wow, this is cool. Yes. <laughs> and he was a photographer. So mm. we were like, let's let's do a book project, like just me as a subject. And because the camera was the one constant in our our uh, relationship, always mm. around, always taking photos. So we, we thought, OK, let's let's do this photo project. And concurrently, he was also shooting people for magazines and his other creative projects. So he shot. Belladonna, which I'm sure you and your listeners know is an iconic uh, porn performer. Mm, mm-hmm. And she saw his, um, his um, what is it, portfolio. She saw his oh, portfolio yeah. <laughs> and she saw my photo. She really loved my look. So we met up with her. The goal with us uh, meeting up with her was to offer her or ask her to be in the book project. And she declined that because she was really smart and ahead of her time back then and say she said she only worked on her own projects which i was Mm. like okay respect yeah so she said i I can't be in your book but i what do you think about being in one of my movies and i had never thought of even you know being in porn i never really watched porn Hmm. um but i thought you know what fuck it like this is a really weird and cool opportunity and i'm just gonna do it one time and um, I'll have like this really like funny secret in my head. And when <laughs> yeah. I'm like old, when I'm old in my like rocking chair and my grandkids are around, like I'll just be like in my head, like, hey, I did porn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a one-time thing, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It kind of snowballed slowly from there. Um a lot of our friends back then were also performers and directors and artists and photographers. So after I did the one scene, then another friend offered me a part in her movie. Mm. And then it just kind of slowly went from there. And I really loved um, being in front of a camera and, you know, exercising my exhibitionism. Yeah. I love getting paid for sex stuff. Totally. And um, so after about three movies, because this is back in 2005 when there were DVDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Different time. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna keep doing this, but if I keep doing this, I want a reason more than you know, like my exhibitionism or getting paid. Um, if what's my legacy gonna be if I keep doing this? Mm-hmm. So I thought I I can use my body and my body of work to um be like this representation of what sexy should be. You know, like so fat people are always told by society, by media, by family, mm-hmm. lose weight, you'll be happier, you'll be mm-hmm. healthier, you'll you'll get more uh, love and all, all of these things. And I had known from personal experience, because I've always been fat, 
But in my early 20s, I lost a lot of weight and suddenly I was a skinny person and I was getting more attention, but ultimately I was still really unhappy. And my、mm. whole life I had idealized a skinny body equating easy life, happy life.、Yeah. Um, and then I was skinny and I was still pretty like not happy. Yeah. So then I, I, I realized that happiness, you have to work on it and it comes from you know, your brain and, and your heart. And your practice, other than your gene size and what's, what the scale says. So, I wanted to take that lesson that I had learned in my early 20s.、Um, now, at, in 2005, I was 29. And I you know, thought I can be a, a representation of what, you know, like fat people, a fat person doing sex work or, or being in a porn or being naked and fucking on the internet or the screen. Um, and just challenge people's ideas of what is considered beautiful and of、mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, fat people are deserving of sex and sexuality and exploration and pleasure. And so that's what kept me doing porn for、um, 15 and a half years. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say、uh, early on about this that, like, I imagine, especially coming up, like, You know, this is changing now for young people now more so, but that there's there was such a lack of representation of fat sex, fat, fat bodies being appealing, like any of that in mainstream media, let、right. alone in porn.、Um, so, how exciting to get to be at the forefront of that. Thank、really、you.、Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Before, back then, when you would Google BBW, it was, they all looked the same. They all, Were blonde, they were、mm. all white, they were all really,、mm. to me, homogenous and,、mm-hmm. you know, not not really much,、uh, I don't know, they they just looked not, not much diversity. Everyone looked the same.、Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, this, there's a need, obviously, <laughs> for some <laughs> some change. And yeah, you're right, Laura, it does,、um, it has, it's changing slightly、yeah. um, and slowly. Slowly,、uh, yeah, being the I, operative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I wonder, like, do you feel like the industry, the, like the mainstream porn industry, is changing? I think what's changing and what's forcing the mainstream companies to change is technology.、Mm, like,、mm-hmm. the mainstream companies are not really as necessary as they were before. Yeah. I would say they, they're kind of obsolete at this point. Like,、yeah. people,、mm-hmm. creators, make、yeah. their shit, sell it to their fans directly. OnlyFans or whatever else platform、um, gets their cut. And、uh, studios, like, they're all run by older white men. So, yeah. you yeah. know how they love change. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, 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 right. So, you're, when you're saying、um, the companies are becoming obsolete, you mean more like mainstream studios as opposed to like the aggregates like Pornhub and, and、yeah. YouPorn and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the old yeah. school, like, yeah, the era. Yeah, yeah, more the era,、right. the DVD era than the、yeah. like, because there's a different shift too with the technology that like Pornhub is presenting with. A, you know, double edged pros and cons.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but even on Pornhub,、well. they don't even like promote their bigger sized performers. Like, there's no body diversity on that front page, you know?、Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just always the same type of body.、Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you look at like people's, like, when you go to like these content creators and they have like massive followings and huge fans, it's like, well, there's obviously a need <laughs> and, a, and a desire out there. And a market. See, to yeah, put it in market. product terms. Yeah. Right. But again, like these old white men who are like running the show are like, nah, we'll stick to like what's worked since <laughs> what, the beginning of time. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll yeah. stick to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like, come on, get with it. Um, but yeah, I actually, in my research, because um, I'm always like curious to know like the etymology of things. And like, uh, I, I, know, I was always like concerned about using the term BBW, mm. but I felt good knowing that it was coined by a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have to confess, I didn't know that it was coined pre-porn. I thought it was actually exclusive. <laughs> like I just associated so with porn. I. Yeah. Um. So I I thought that, and then unless this is uh, inaccurate, and you may even know better than us, uh, we found that on Wikipedia, "Big Beautiful Women" and BBW were coined by Carol Shaw in 1979 when she launched BBW Magazine, a fashion and lifestyle magazine for plus size women. Quote unquote. Um. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those funny like porn right. universe like chicken of the egg things where like right. sometimes it takes something over and like runs with it. Like porn did not actually coin MILF either, but yeah. <laughs> but we think that they did. You know, yes, it feels like it. It's like the Mandela effect. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this could this your answer to this question can stay inside or outside of the BBW topic. But what are some of the biggest surprises to you about working uh, about sex work and about your experience in it like what are what are some of those misconceptions or even things that you learned along the way the biggest misconception i think is that performers are or sex workers are like obsessed with sex you know like just <laughs> mm-hmm. nymphomaniacs and just fucking all the time and fucking everything um there's probably some just like there are probably some nymphomaniac teachers and fucking right. mail carriers and um <laughs> and also that we're like vapid stupid just like fluffy mm-hmm. one-dimensional people that's not the case a lot of us are really hardworking, um entrepreneurial mm-hmm. like just badass about our business um people so those, I think, are the main misconceptions that I've run into. A lot of performers also are really shy. And um, when the camera comes on, they they come to life. But um, I, I think that's true, though, like across the board. Performers, like comedians, aren't like always funny. And yeah. <laughs> so so I think that um, the performative aspect, if if we're talking about porn performers is, you know, like when we, we kind of come on when the camera comes on mm-hmm. Se- sex work in general, though, I think that um, it's just like, we're not always fucking like I wish I was, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not, we're not just these sex machines that will do anything in our stupid. Um, yeah. 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 Seems obvious, but certainly worth saying and worth yeah. repeating in this context. Totally. Yeah. I also was curious um, just because, I mean, you said it's like a niche category or like a, a fetish or something. I guess like what has your journey kind of been like or how do you feel about like the the thin line of like fetishization and like objectification? Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, I, I I I still haven't perfected my answer on okay, that. Totally, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I mean, that's too bad because it has to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll email you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my take on objectification is it's kind of like the the forest, the tree in the forest. Like if no one is around and doesn't hear it. 
Um, so how that applies to me in sex work is I am empowered and I'm very privileged yeah. to be in the place where I'm empowered by sex work because some sex workers are not. Yeah. There yeah. are survival survival sex workers who mm-hmm. are not empowered by their work, but I'm coming from a very privileged place to be empowered by my work. So if I'm empowered by my work and some person is out there objectifying me, but it doesn't really enter my my hemisphere, it's like mm-hmm. that's their business and that's what they're doing. As long as it's like not to me directly in my face, then why am I going to worry about it? Like it's, you know, like if I'm mm-hmm. not in the forest objectification force and they're fucking <laughs> yeah. doing it it doesn't like i'm empowered so right um that that's kind of like my stance on it um you know if 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 i'm being only regarded because i'm fat and they're like in my face telling me then that's of course that's not okay because it's yeah. dehumanizing me yes mm. but i had to run into that and mm. you know what someone thinks of me is none of my business i really don't care yeah yeah um, yeah, I love that. That answer makes sense, right? Because it's complicated and like, even just as women in general, um, we're always going to be objectified to a cer- certain extent. And because we live in a <laughs> a capitalist patriarchy, there's always <laughs> going to be a push and pull or like a monetization available, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're always going to have to make our own decisions about how do we engage with being objectified and the the myriad gray areas of what that could mean. And ultimately, if you can make peace with yourself about the choices you make, that's really all you can do inside of right. this system, you know? Um, but it's interesting to hear your uh, perspective, sp- specifically as a sex worker and in a, a quote-unquote niche category. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get over that. <laughs> niche. <laughs> yeah. Like, how dare you? I Word mean, of the day. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some I've had some conversations where we're like, okay— what if you like to be objectified? Like that's yeah, okay too. Course. Like what if yeah. what if it turns you on? So so there's all all kinds of different takes on this specific question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, I was curious just because we've talked to, you know, like in other like touchy subjects that we've had like disability or things like that. It's like what's, you know, where do you how do you feel about it? And it's like everyone's answer is pretty much like, yeah, as long as it's not like dehumanizing <laughs> or like reductive, you know, like yeah. if you're, you're, if you're still in company, if you, if you happen to like this thing about me that you think is hot, but you still think that you still see that I'm a person, like that's cool. But yeah. if you just, yeah. you know. And the answer is yeah, also it, always too that they're like, everyone has their own individual take, you know, oh, like yeah. as, as they, as they well should. And mm-hmm. Uh, there's no like easy stroke that we can give to say like, oh, here's the rule and here's how Mm -hmm. we fix this very complicated system. Like anytime your own identity is implicated, it's your very complicated journey through your Mm -hmm. entire life to engage with how you're perceived and who you are and what you choose to um, accept and love about yourself and and the work that it takes to do that. Yeah. 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 So no, no perfected answer yet. Okay. Yeah, we're all <laughs> we're all just spitballing here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We kind of got there. <laughs> um, do you guys want to hear some fun stats? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So according to um, Pornhub Insights, the term BBW moved up five spots to become the twentieth most popular search term on the site in 2019. So it made the top twenty. Um, when compared to other ages, those 35 to 45 years old were 27% more likely to view BBW videos. 
Uh, men are 21% more likely to search for BBW when compared to women. And uh, actually, most African countries, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Egypt, proportionally search for BBW the most. Hmm. Um, the United States comes in at 10th for popularity, and then the, the United Kingdom at 12th, and Canada 20th. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Those are t- decent stats there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious also about this like ranking and it's like climbing the ranks after as of these like more recent years. Have you seen and experienced April um, a progression of the term and its popularity? Like, do you feel that or has has that is that less how you like think about your work and how you um, engage with your audience? I I think that since there are more outlets for people to discover porn, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's not dictated by these five to seven major, you know, I'm quoting major, like mainstream companies dictating like what we see. Porn is so accessible now Mm -hmm. that people are able to determine for themselves. So I think it's probably access and the market mm-hmm. that's that's shifting um so technology again i think is a major uh factor here mm-hmm. just because people can make their own shit and the consumers can buy yeah. what's out there as mm-hmm. opposed to you know like the this is the narrow view mm-hmm. of what <laughs> we're going to tell you is a sexy situation and two sexy people and what's happening um yeah, I'm interested. I never look at stats, and maybe I should because it's kind of cool. But I'm interested to know, like, if any other, you know, quote unquote niche yeah. uh, categories have also had that type of like growth. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the unfortunate like limiting factor is most of our stats come from Pornhub because they yeah. just publish oh. them. Like <laughs> right. they just put them out, so they have all that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just they literally just print their data, and then somebody grabs it and is like, "Did you see how this is trending?" Or you know, whatever the case yeah. may be, or like <laughs> crazy things like how much like MILF is. I, I don't know why I'm on a MILF kick today, but like that <laughs> like shoots up on Mother's Day. These like disturbing right. things that you're like, you wouldn't think that people would be searching that <laughs> yeah. more. That okay, sure, fascinating, um, but unfortunately, like th- the. Some of those sites you're talking about um, that are actually creating more access as opposed to just catering to algorithms or catering to traditional mainstream no, like standards. Uh, we don't have stats for those. You know, like we don't have right. pink label stats. We don't have like only stats, stats for queer yeah. sites. We don't have um, demographic stats for OnlyFans. It would be cool if those sites started publishing because I oh, think those be independently produced sites um, could could boast a wealth of information that would be fascinating oh, to yeah. us. but. They haven't yeah, responded I, I think, to our emails yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think outside of stats, we can just look at who's making work, who's still yeah. around, who's which companies are gone, like mm-hmm. Vivid. I used to have a radio show at Vivid Radio, and it, it was crazy because when I started my radio show in 2014 or 15, I don't remember, um, it was a, a lively uh, uh staff and people and it was you know a building and there was cars in the parking lot Mm -hmm. and over those five years the staff went away the parking lot became empty Mm. the studio was quiet there was like no one in the room in the building it was kind of like scary to go and do my show there um so i think that's an indicator of like 
they're not producing, you know, like, yeah. so, and these, these other sites that are, you know, thriving, which are based on, you know, the creators make their own content. That's mm-hmm. kind of what's on the up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good indicator. That's why they're not yeah. putting out their stats. Right. Yeah. 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 I will say that it feels like culturally, though, we are definitely becoming more like accepting of body diversity. You know, yeah, like we talked we, about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we I think see, that like, has to be, that has to be like some element of it. Certainly. Of, like, I think it's a combination it's, of all these yeah. things we're talking about that like body positivity wasn't a commonly <laughs> known phrase, you yeah. know, until recent years. So yeah. all these things, like we said, very slowly, but surely working together are mm-hmm. moving those needles and shifting the the trends that we may or may not be seeing. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick one. Cool. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Lucifer Leather Lust is the first video that we're going to talk about. Uh, we found this on Pink Label. It's from Mondo Fetiche. Mondo mm. Fetiche. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, but it looks like an amazing studio. I look, clicked around at all their other videos and everything seems pretty campy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's directed by Carlos Death. Yes. Uh, featuring the performers Amazon Maddox and Francisco Saint Laurent. Francisco Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I loved the concept and the camp of this video. Yes. Should be noted, we did... We were influenced in picking this yeah. uh, just because it feels relevant with Lil Nas's. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, banger. Right. Because yeah, hit song. Call Me By Your Name has yes. been playing nonstop in everyone's heads. Um, yes. And we saw this and we we're like, hell yeah, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, did, I, did, I did pick up on that, you know, very current cultural reference. And yeah. I was, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. it, was, it was really. <laughs> Really cool. The camp I loved. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we're all thinking about like heaven and hell right now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And also like hell sounds great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hell is very hot right now. Yes. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. I also loved this because there is like a, a concept here. Like it's tagged BBW, but it's just it's like, yeah, this performer just happens to be bigger. And like, that's not the whole point of the shoot, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's why we picked it. And um, yeah, it's very fun. It's very like like classic porn campy. Like everything mm-hmm. looks like it was like purchased at like, you know, a spirit Halloween store. There was like dry <laughs> ice and like a, a Halloween costume from like a bag. 
Um, <laughs> you know, but it was like obviously like very aware of itself. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, you know, the thunder, lightning, and basically like brief synopsis. Yes. A woman's husband has died from the plague. Um, and she's like oh the plague um she's so sad that he's dead and um and she's like hey satan can you bring him back to life and then satan (laughs) shows up and does and then they i love the little like lightning flash and then they're just in like leather outfits like they drop the whole like costume you know and then we're like now we're just fucking (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i actually did not pick up on any of that oh really (laughs) story no i was just like oh looking at the the uh, the aesthetics Mm. of it i guess but yeah i did love how when they like it seemed like when they did some big cuts it was like oh okay now they're in a different outfit or now yeah. they're like in a different position. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool. What I really appreciated was Amazon Maddox's um, style of doming, which yeah. was really caring and sweet. And, yes. uh, you know, the traditional dom of being like strict and, you know, like really cold and mm-hmm. uh, mean wasn't the case with um, Amazon Maddox, but I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. talk about that a lot. Like, I'm like, I want a dom that's, like, sweet, you know? Like, not, <laughs> but, like, kind of nice, you know? Like, I don't want it to be, like, mean and scary. Like, I want a dom that's also, like, laughing and enjoying themselves. And also, like, a protective <laughs> caretaker. Yeah. 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 She did also, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, April, that, like, the plot just kind of flew by, and then we were yeah. just, like, in the sex acts, you know? Yeah. So I gleaned part of it even just from the description before watching it, so I knew yeah. what I was getting into. But yeah, Amazon at one point said like, oh, you didn't thank me properly for like raising you from the fucking dead. And yes, I was like, oh. I loved that. <laughs> Again, like nice Dom style there. Yeah. Also something particular about Amazon that we'll get into the like full scope of the mm-hmm. sex acts here. But a few times she like spanks Francisco with her feet yeah, you know, like she's like what spanking, foot, foot yeah, like yeah. foot spanking. Like I, I was, I was, it was just a, just a small detail, or I guess like mm-hmm. preference of Amazon's, but it just struck mm-hmm. me because I was thinking about how my foot dexterity, if that's a thing, <laughs> like wouldn't hold, and how if I tried to yeah. spank someone right on the crotch, I'd like miss and just right. get their knee or something, right? So. And then I'm like worried about toenails, <laughs> yeah, you know. But she also, she also u- used her toes to pinch his nipples. Uh-huh. Which I yes. was like, oh, I was like, wow, foot dexterity, yes. huh? Yes. Love yes. that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like when I was a child and I would like pick things up with my toes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I loved when she uh, took her boots off. And obviously we like we can't tell because we're in the other dimension. But mm-hmm. they both talked about how her feet were so sweaty. Yes. And uh-huh. um, immediately like Francisco took her her feet in their mouth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Also, I love all the different props that were used. There was an amazing mm-hmm. moment with like a leather strap that she used between Francisco's legs and like was rubbing it back and forth to create friction. Yeah. I was yes. like, that's hot. Cause I'm like into wedgies. <laughs> and like, that's like, <laughs> love a wedgie. I love a wedgie. Yeah, wedgie adjacent friction yeah. is. Yes. Is- <laughs> It's it was sexy. really I I noted that too. I was like, that's a unique move. Like, I don't yeah. know that we've seen a leather strap like used for crotch pleasure before. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of different whips too, you know. Mm-hmm. And um 
there was one specific moment. I'm a big fan of anyone getting whipped in doggy style, like on their hands and knees from behind. Yeah, you know? also crotch flogging. Like yes. fully had the cat of nine tails in the crotch again yes. too. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, that was cool. I love a crotch flog. <laughs> I love a crotch flog. <laughs> I don't have enough of it in my life. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah. I really I really appreciated the chemistry between them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they know each other like or have performed together a lot, but I felt like they had a really nice flow together. And mm-hmm. there to me, there was a lot of nonverbal communication or just it felt like they were really understanding each other, which I think is is cool. And I'm not sure it's often uh, re- reflected in uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They had great chemistry and they yeah. also were having fun, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so important for a BDSM scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to know as a viewer that they're having a good time. Yeah. Which I really loved it. Yeah, the whole thing, like, going back to the the camp and the aesthetics and the chemistry, like, the whole thing just felt really, like, playful, but not in a dismissive way. You know, like, right. not in an escapist way, mm-hmm. but in, like, a, like their presence was playful and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really appreciated the aesthetics. So Francisco's hair and mm-hmm. eyebrows were mm-hmm. up, reddish, and then... Um, Maddox had the beautiful, like, pink eyeshadow and the lashes and the mm-hmm. lipstick. I, I'm just all about, like, makeup and, and oh, how, yeah. how does everything look. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So are we. And, like, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's art. I want, to, I want everything to have intention. Yes. <laughs> part of the art form. For sure. Yes. <laughs> and then also our, our favorite porn performer, the Hitachi Wand, makes appearance. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny you mentioned that because when it first appeared, I thought it was, I thought it was a dildo, like a white dildo. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. But then, no, it's the, it was the handle for the yeah. Hitachi. Yeah. 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 Best porn performer. The best yes. porn performer in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Longest career. Yeah. Consecutive year winner in our yeah. award system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get that yeah. award show together. But what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And then I also loved Maddox kind of cheering Francisco on to come too. Like at one point she was like, come on, baby, you can do it. And I loved that. You know, it wasn't like come for me, you know, because then that's like weird pressure, but it was like encouraging. Yeah. Supportive. <laughs> yes. Again, this caretaker caretaker yes. vibe is really hitting a note with all, right. both of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I I really I really loved her style of of doming. Yeah. Um, because it, it it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Also, too, a lot of times when I see um doms and stuff, I'm just like, oh, I could never do that. You know, it seems really like far away from me because um I I don't know. It just seems like I I, I can't like I uh, I was like an intern at a, a, a dungeon for a minute mm. and I could never think of anything to say to these subs. Like, oh. <laughs> we talk you about this all the time. Like, it's like <laughs> improv as part of the art form. It's yeah. like you yes. have to be able to just like flow with it. Like some of some of these doms, especially that make like independent videos where they're just talking and they're just like doming for the client or the audience on the other side. Like, how did you fill minutes with that? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a skill. It's not easy. But but uh, Maddox's style of domination, it was really like, okay, like this is caring and I I could maybe do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. 
Yeah, I didn't have any complaints about this one. I just yeah. thought it was like fun and campy and self-aware yeah. and playful. And like you said, like great chemistry, which is so much of what we're here for. A good time. Good time. A good time. A believably good for. time. You yes. know? Speaking of good times, should we talk about the other vid? Let's do. Good good times in the waterfall. Is, uh, <laughs> what I call the scene. Um, yes. So we're talking about the scene from <laughs> Dangerous Curves. Uh, which was directed by Carlos Betts um, from 2011. And it's got April, obviously, uh, Jiz Lee and Sid Blackovich. Yes. Um, available to rent on Pink Label. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this video. I loved I it. I mean, there's not there's not really much of a synopsis, really. I mean, it's just like we're in a waterfall and we're having some sexy time. You know, and like that's sometimes all I need, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I loved I loved that this felt like a music video. It did. It did. Yeah. Like it it was stylized a little bit, like the way Mm -hmm. it was shot, the angles, how we played with time. Like sometimes we were in reverse. Sometimes we were going forward. And it was like the music was playing the whole time. It just it felt like, you know, it didn't feel like a clinical mainstream porn video it was artistic you know yeah we often latch on to videos that have a little bit of a like a touch of the non-linear structure or have mm-hmm. some of that like, music video quality and that aren't relying on the very traditional structure of like these two sex acts go in this order and then this one and then this one and then we see like the meat shot and then the yeah. cum shot and that's it so yeah <laughs> this was really like wonderful in that respect mm-hmm. i also i have to know and maybe you can tell us then we'll cut it out so it doesn't get swarmed but like where did you shoot this i was like yes. i need to know where this waterfall is <laughs> yeah it's beautiful uh yeah thanks i'm glad you both liked it um this was shot in northern California. Oh. Um I don't know where the waterfall is. Yeah. Uh, the the people that were helping us with the location for that film. Mm-hmm. Um they knew of this waterfall. It was a like a one or two hour hike to get there. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. It was it was it was really like it, it's it's crazy because I had not seen that scene in a long time. And um, <laughs> I was even wondering, like, when was this shot? So yeah. I'm glad you said it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was a crew of maybe like five and then us three talent and then the two location. It was a lot of people. Yeah. And we hiked into somewhere in Northern California um, in Marin County. Um, there's this waterfall. Hmm. And we even took like some paths that were like animal paths, you know, yeah. like deer and stuff. Hmm. So after we all trampled through it, I don't, I don't know if it was ex- going to be accessible to people. Yeah. After all of us, and we had, you know, there was equipment and right. wardrobe and all this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Northern California, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you like the music video aspect of it because that Carlos's films are really highly stylized yeah. and uh, music was a big factor in um you know the the final product and yeah it wasn't always linear but always really like visually mm-hmm. interesting and appealing right yeah absolutely and i loved also that there was like before any sex acts even started it was like i mean obviously water was a was like turning us on just like the image of the water but also it, there was a lot of close-up of hands Mm-hmm. Which I really loved. It was like hands, like kind of moving around and like and like grabbing and like kind of like playing with her fingers. So it's like we know that like 
stuff's going to go down with some hands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You also got to absolutely live my fantasy of having uh, Jizz and Sid both just pleasuring you. Like, just you getting to be the centerpiece. Like, I love that. And it was really fun to watch and really hot. There was, like, some really stunning images of you leaning up against, because, like, uh, for listeners, there was, like, this tree that was like a tree trunk that was like long and came down for like the top of the waterfall down and and April you were like leaning against it and like Sid was below you and just was on top of you or or maybe just was below and Sid was on top I can't remember but it was I like I think a couple different ways it was, it was a couple different ways <laughs> I think but it was we like this it up. beautiful kind of like sculptural like totem pole esque like situation where it was like everyone was connected and like kind of going upward and there was a lot of levels that were being played with and it just looked stunning. Yeah, and of course, we sort of saw some of the reverse, too, where mm-hmm. uh, you were above Jizz and mm-hmm. Sid was, below, like, just the trading of pleasure. Again, right. like, I love that it felt not non-lin- non-linear that way, but that we yeah. got to see some of that mm-hmm. um, exchange, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, but yeah. the, like, fluidity in it also. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. loved... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'll talk about well, it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Laura, um, I, I I was very instrumental in casting that movie. So yeah, like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we must uh-huh. cast these two with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it worked out super well because Sid and Jizz are very um, athletic. So yeah. the hike up, you know, those two are like ahead of everybody, you know, just like <laughs> going along. Me, I'm in the back, like... You know, like struggling with these rocks, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd have to deal with when uh, entering in the world of sex work. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, yeah. Although I guess that hike makes sense. I it felt very secluded, and I imagine yeah. it would like have to be to have like a comfortable shoot. You know. Yeah. yeah, and even to get down to where the waterfall was, where that the 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 bottom of the waterfall and that that tree trunk that was kind of just diagonal to the the rock, um, it was like this really narrow path and I was really scared and then leaving going back up like everyone was up I was at the back and then like I was so like I was just stuck because I was really terrified and then Carlos was at the top and he called me by my my real name he's like come on (laughs) and then once I heard my real name I was like okay that's what I needed to get up but that shit was scary and and probably dangerous (laughs) but you know for art Mm-hmm. I'm a masochist for art, and yeah. um, you know Carlos did it. art was his everything. So yeah, and the crew that he had with him was so down, and everyone was dedicated. And um, watching the scene, I was just really grateful to Sid and Jizz for being there with us. You know, it was it was super secluded; like everyone had to spend the night mm-hmm. or or come super early. And um, yeah. The direction and and the casting and all that is important, but mm-hmm. really seeing the scene yesterday really reminded me how important um, and how much uh, Sid and Jez really like made the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great, and you guys all had such great chemistry, and everyone was taking turns pleasing each other. You know, <laughs> it was so it was very hot. And there was, and then at the end, I really loved at the end when it was just like your guys's naked bodies in the waterfall. You know, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. It was like nips yeah. in a forest, you know. Yeah. It yeah. was the stunning. water theme in general was really present and really mm-hmm. beautifully incorporated into the whole thing. Like Rachel talked before about like 
reverse versus like like going back and forth with time but in specifically at one point like jizz spit and then the spit like yeah climbed back up into their mouth and i was like yeah. ooh, like that yeah. was really cool and so incorporating that also we saw some squirting yes like, and, like literally had a waterfall like all of that side by side was really clear and really coherent and and cool yeah. like the whole thing just lent itself to its own yeah. vibe so hopefully yeah. the hike was worth it, <laughs> it definitely, for you oh, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm really grateful you chose this scene because it was it, it was like a, a journey yesterday like obviously i i do look at the sex but more than anything whenever i see a photo or or yeah. a scene from the past i just you know memories come flooding back of like that actual shoot and mm. what was happening Beyond the sex. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks for that memory. Oh, it was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad it was pleasant for you. Yeah. It's pleasant for us too, but for totally oh, yeah. different reasons. Yeah. We don't have exactly. specific nostalgia. As much as <laughs> yeah. watching a film from a decade ago feels nostalgic to us. And like right. sometimes also with these shorts, they even feel like this almost felt like it could have been like a music video for the cranberries or something, you know, like yeah, going right. even, like, even deeper into like my history, but I'm yeah. glad it brought up pleasant nostalgia for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Also, it was so cold and it was so <laughs> uncomfortable and that's the other thing I was too like damn sit-inches are so professional because you couldn't tell um but that we were on a rock it was cold it was wet it was slippery it yeah. was not comfortable so that was really an uncomfortable shoot physically mm-hmm. but it turned out really really beautiful and it, yeah. it still holds 10 years later so I'm 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 glad yeah, yeah. life of a performer is- yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything um, you want to plug before we sign off? We just want to give you an opportunity to, again, just shout yourself out and anywhere you want to direct our listeners. Thanks. Uh, yeah. My OnlyFans is the April Flores, as is my Twitter. My Instagram is just deleted. I'm still salty about it. Oh, God. So we that's... saw that. We've dealt with that multiple times, too. It's, yeah. it's bullshit and it's <sighs> getting worse. It's so exhausting. It's yeah. It really is. Yeah. So that that's the E April Flores. So T H E E like uh, April Flores. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And I will be posting on there. I don't have a website. I know I need one. Um, but I'll be <laughs> I'll be posting on uh, my socials once I get my website up and rolling. Right. But yeah, just uh support. I, last thing I want to say is to your listeners. I'm sure they know this already, but. Pay for some of your porn. Pay oh, for yeah. your porn. Yes. <laughs> all of it. If, That's what we preach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have a favorite performer, fucking find them, mm-hmm. find their wish list. If they if if a performer has given you an orgasm, return the favor in m- monetary love because mm-hmm. this is our job. And mm-hmm. um there's a way to ethically consume porn. And I invite Whoever's listening to me talk right now to consider that when you're jacking off. Yeah. If you can, uh, if you can pay 10 bucks for your Netflix subscription, you can pay 10 bucks for your porn performers. Yes. (laughs) Livelihood. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. At the very least. Amazing. So thanks so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us at our very scattered handles on Instagram. uh, Girls on Porn. That's porn without the O. Twitter, GOP, the podcast, uh, our website, girlsonporn.com, and our patreon.com slash girlsonporn. 
Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And uh, hey, if you uh, give us five stars and put your Instagram handle in your review on Apple Podcasts, we'll shout you out on our IG. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually any good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.